this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com and it's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. Oh, excuse me. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. Uh, if you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D R E K, at comicbooknoise.com. Or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. If you'd like to donate to the the upkeep and well-being of the network, please go to DeliberNoise.com and consider making a donation. You can donate through PayPal or by becoming a uh, Patreon subscriber um, or by donating all phonic minutes so that I can actually process the episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Patreon members do get um, special patron only like behind the scenes. Um, special type of episodes as well. Uh, it's only you know for as little as a dollar a month. Um, I will admit that I do owe them. I owe them a bunch actually uh, because <laughs> when it came to um, uh, dog days of podcasting this year, I sort of neglected that side. And then once it got uh, to um, in September, I was that was like fried, so I didn't really do a whole lot of podcasting, and I should have kept up with it, but I didn't. Once again, it's an apology to the um, to the uh, to the patrons, and I will make it up to you. Right. A friend of mine went out of town, um, and because I live close to the airport. Um, I think I mentioned this before, I live like 10 minutes away from the airport, and a lot of times people will drive to my house, and then we will drive them to the airport and then pick them up, um, so they don't have to worry about parking, and they know that they have a ride to and from the airport, <laughs> um, so a lot of times people will do that, and I will have a car for a few days. Um, and so I have my friend's car right now. And it's funny because he has like a, um, an indicator when the uh, passengers of somebody sitting in a passenger seat and they don't have the seat belt on, it'll flash, right? It'll say passenger. And, you know. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I also carry um, like a DJ bag with me. This is. I have a, I, I usually have my lunch in there, um, uh, a, a bunch of, uh, 
stuff to record with, um, external hard drives, books, that kind of stuff. So it's, it gets pretty heavy. Um, in fact, Steven has only just now been able to pick up my bag, um, without a big struggle, you know, kids almost six feet tall now, right? At 14. Um, so whenever it sits on the, the, the front seat next to me, the seat next to me, it always says flashing, you know, it's passenger, passenger, passenger. And it took me a while to realize that that light will go off if I just take the bag and put it on the floor for a few minutes. So I don't know why I brought that up, but I just, I just think that's kind of funny that my bag is that heavy. It's also, also funny that Patty, um, where she works, she works at an animal hospital, um, she has to uh, lift dead bodies and put them in the crematory, or she has to help the uh, more frail of her co-workers um, wrestle with dogs, you know, like a 120-pound dog that doesn't want to get a shot. Um, they usually call them Patty because she's got the, the upper body strength, right, and the lower body strength. Um, <laughs> and even she has problems just, like, hefting my bag. So I just try to tell him I'm maybe a big fat sucker, but yeah, I I can't pick up a bag. You know, I do have some kind of strength to me. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's a long way to get here, but uh, one of the things I want to do is something that I very rarely do. I've been reading a lot of books from people that I consider friends, and I don't usually talk about books that my friends do. Um, Simply because I don't want to offend anybody, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want to offend them, but at the same time, I don't want people to think that I'm biased. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now that all the books I'm going to talk about on this episode are books that are put out by my friends, people that I consider friends, um, people that I have either, uh, broken bread with or would break bread with, right, on purpose, um, so yes, I am biased, and if you're, and if I, your creator, and I talk about one of your books, um, I don't know what to tell you if you get mad at me, it's just like, you can explain things if you like, but I don't know, um, and the thing is, is that all the books I talk about, I'm about to talk about, I actually like, you know, there's certain things that I don't like about some of them, but I'll get to that in a second. All right, the first one I want to talk about is um, Shinobi Ninja Princess, Volume 1. I think it's by Action Lab Entertainment, um, but it is a book by Martheus Wade, and I believe his wife Janet also does... Um, I want to say colors on some of them. Uh, I don't know. All right. A couple years ago, um, I bought like a bunch of their books. I cannot remember the title. Um, the, the title of the series. They have a, a series um, that's like in the. It's adult. It's. Uh, it seemed to me. It was it, first off. It was black and white. Um, it seemed to be. Um, 
about a bunch of scantily clad, uh, big-breasted female um, ninjas running around doing ninja stuff, right? They were fighting with each other, or they were loving each other, um, and, you know, dudes too. Um, and it revolved around one woman. Oh, and I cannot remember the name of the books, right? Um, but I read, like, the first one, and I will admit I wasn't really all that, uh, impressed with the book. That's why I really haven't brought any of them up. Um, I, I just, I didn't like them all that much, right? But I could tell that, that, that Martheus put a lot of, uh, time and energy and love into the book, right? Because... The, the the story parts were very um, you could tell that there was some research that had gone into them you know it wasn't just hey I, rec- I, re- I remember these words from um, reading other ninja books so I'm just going to use some of those now that you could tell there was some um, there was some research that was done into it um, the fight the, the, the fighting scenes looked like they were rendered properly you know but the book just did not click with me at all um like i said i had like four or five of them right and i've only read like half of one of them and i've flipped through the others and i said okay this is looks like it's more of the same um so when i went to heroes this year um and i talked to sean Pryor, who who i will mention in a little while um he said that the Wades were not coming to Heroes this year, but they, they had given him a bunch of books and said, you know, that if I saw somebody who might be able to appreciate it to, to pass them off, right, to give them a, a free copy. So I have a free copy of uh, Shinobi Ninja Princess. And I will admit that it just sat there on the pile of things for me to read, right? Because... Um, if somebody puts out work and I'm not that enthused about it, it's going to take a while for me to to pick up the next bit of work from them. All right? I will admit that. Maybe a personality flaw of mine that I don't give people um, second chances very quickly, but I didn't. However, <laughs> I sat down and I read the book. Uh, Shinobi ninja princess and i really enjoyed it first off if you've read any of the other books by uh martes way this is a totally different art style all right this is a um before his stuff was had had a lot of lines to it a lot of small thin lines okay and it looked like it you could take a look at a page and say, wow, this took a long time to draw, right? Um, with Shinobi Ninja Princess, the lines are a little thicker. The images are a little bigger. Um, there's a lot less dialogue. That's another thing that I noticed. Um, the panel layouts were different. You know, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. But it's really enjoyable. And the book itself is about 
um, a team of, of teenage ninjas who are being trained, you know, so it's the characters from the other books, but younger teenage versions of them to see how they get to the point where they are later in life, um, and it's, it's really good, you know, the, there's, um, there, it's, I don't know how to put it, I, I, I don't want to say Ninja High School, because it's not that frivolous, uh, I don't know if you remember Ninja High School from the, what, the 80s, um, and that, from what I remember, because I only read, like, one issue, <laughs> it was, like, a high school, but it had, like, ninja shit going on, no, this is more like a bunch of teenage ninjas who are being trained, you know, they go, they go out on, um, special missions, you know, um, but at this part, at this point in the training, it's mostly, um, recon missions, uh, and there's one character, um, Shyandra, I think it's Shyandria, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but they're trying, but the, 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 the teenagers and the people who are training them are trying to protect her from the emperor who is her father, and he wants her for some kind of nefarious reasons that I'm not going to go into, but other to say it's really good. Um, and there's one part, and one, what I also like is they also put in the, like, the original um, covers, uh, and I've noticed one thing with trades, you, they do, usually do covers one of two ways, either they put it as the breaks for each chapter, which they did here, and which DC also did with um, the Spectre Trials and Judgments, or they take all of the, uh, the covers and put them at the very end of the book. I like it this way, where they put them in the middle of the book to help do a page break. But they also put, in, the, in this collection, they also um, put, like, the house ads for other books that um, Action Labs have come out with. Um, just, just, I really liked it. I thought that it was very, I thought the packaging was very well done. The, um, sometimes uh, indie trades can feel a little flimsy. Like, if you read them too much the pages, you know, the glue for the pages are going to come undone, um, or they don't want that to happen, so they just, like, put way too much glue, so that you practically have to break the spine in order to read, <coughs> um, what's, like, in the crack of the book, but anyway, so I'm reading it, and it gets to the, the fourth, the cover for the fourth issue, and I was like, wow, this is, this, this is a great image. I had no idea who did it, but then I saw that Janet had done it, and I was like, wow, this is like my favorite image out of the whole book. So if you get it, just make sure you look at the fourth cover, um, which I might even use as the album art for the show, for this episode, I should say. But anyway, so I liked it. Um, it's all ages. So that means it's not just kid-friendly, but if you're an adult and you're reading it, you're not going to be bored senseless, okay? So I would definitely um, recommend that book if I recommended my friend's books. Um, Now, I was talking to Sean Pryor at Heroes because I wanted to pick up 
uh, Cash and Carry, um, which is a book that he came out with, which the best way that I can say is it is like a, it's, it's a couple of middle school kids who go, who, who solve mysteries, right? So this is like a really strong Encyclopedia Brown vibe to it, but Encyclopedia Brown and Sally, um, and those two characters were never really defined by their gender roles, you know, um, Encyclopedia Brown was like the brainy one and Sally was the muscle, um, in this one, um, one of them is this, one of them is the book, the bookie kid, the other one is the athletic, but they're both really smart, they're both on the same level to me when it comes to smartness and trying to figure things out. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it is like the stories are too long. The cha- uh, not too long. The chapters are too short, I should say. Um, and there was like stuff in between the chapters that I didn't exactly get. Um, but I really enjoyed the book as well. It was small, you know, size-wise. Um, and I actually thought that uh, Sean who came up with the characters, uh, with his partner, whose name is totally escaping me, um, I thought that he wrote most of the stories, but, um, I think he just came up with the idea, and he plotted some of them, but I, I wanted, you know, to read his, his scripts, but, um, that's just me, because I'm greedy that way, um, but yeah, that would be another one that I would recommend if I recommended books, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Shinobi Princess, Ninja Princess, a lot more than the other ones because I'm almost at work now. <laughs> it takes a while for me to get back to the um, to how I time things uh, when I'm doing podcasts in the car, and uh, I miscalculated. The last one is well, two. Um, my friend Luke Foster put out a webcomic called Center of Somewhere, where it's about, uh, wow, I don't know how to put it, but it's about a, uh, a group of characters who live in a small town, um, there's, and the animals talk, and there's, like, ghosts, and it's, like, it's really, really funny, you know, and it's a, it's a series of, uh, usually three panel gags, uh, sometimes as many as four, sometimes just one, but it's like one, but it's two dialogue balloons, so it could have easily been two, um, two panels, and it's really good, and I read the first, um, volume, because there's only two volumes, before he canceled the, 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 the strip, um, and it's, it's really, I was really enjoying it, um, up until you get to the end, where all of a sudden, like the last, uh, I want to say like five or six pages, it may not have been that long, it just seemed that long, or hell, it could be more, I don't know, um, it was all like poetry, and if you know me, you know I'm not a, a, a big fan of poetry, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's it's an art form that uh, I just don't get. I don't I don't get its popularity. And I, I have written poems, um, 
I've written both kinds of poems, and it just doesn't, it's just not impressive to me. Um, if they rhyme, then you just need a rhyming dictionary, and you can just fill in the blanks. Um, and if it doesn't rhyme, that's even easier, you know? Because that kind of, um, of uh, poetry is just a bunch of sentence fragments around a thing, you know? Um, and so that really, like, took me out of it, right? Now, I know other people like poetry. And so he had, like, like one or two things, one or two strips that had poetry. And then, like I said, like, just pages of poetry. And I just skipped all of that stuff. I went to the, um, to the back matter that he had for the, for the book. And that was pretty good. Then I started the second book, the second volume this morning, actually. And I started reading it, and then it was like every Friday, it was another, it was more poetry time. So I would, uh, if I was in the habit of recommending my friend's books, I would still recommend it because I thought it was funny, I thought it was well done. Um, and if you like poetry, yeah, you'll dig the whole thing. But I don't like poetry, so I didn't dig the whole thing. But, you know, who, who do I care? See, this, this, that's one of the things, like, I enjoyed all the looks, but I still found flaws with all of them. Um, that's why I hope my friends don't get pissed off at me. But if you do, just realize I'm just like out here making a lot of noise, <laughs> a lot of comic book noise. I'll take it easy. Oh, my God.